0: For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. (laughs) Wins and losses on the field in Terre Haute. college baseball brings big bucks to town and thrusts the Indiana State Sycamores into the national spotlight. But the city won't be hosting the next round of the NCAA baseball tournament. We look into why. Plus, you'll meet the woman who went from driving a college campus bus to creating more comfortable hospital beds. And saving an Evansville treasure attached to a famous Hoosier last name. What's being done to save the iconic Holman building.
1: Bedlam at the Bob, Indiana State sweep of Iowa in last weekend's NCAA regional created chaos at Bob Warren Field and sent Terre Haute into full celebration mode. It also sent cash registered spinning in the city's emerging downtown. A first real chance to showcase hotels, restaurants and a convention center, all part of the city's bid to become a regional destination.
2: This type of positive event touches so many different people than Maybe the casino or the convention center or other things that are happening in town that we can tout and be positive and feel good about this has even a further reach to some other people that are like, you know, Terre Haute really is a cool place.
1: Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. Last weekend, a big weekend for Indiana State uh, University Sycamore baseball team winning an NCAA regional and for Terre Haute where dollars poured in and a community came together. But as the Sycamores advance to the Super Regional to play TCU, it won't be in Terre Haute, but rather Fort Worth, in what some view as an unforced error, costing the city a golden opportunity. All that. I just, I, I guess, looking back and reflecting now, it would have been good to know that there was an opportunity to have a, a community discussion. We could have supported ISU in, in a way to ensure that this happened. I didn't really find out about the deadlines until yesterday that had already expired. Terre Haute Mayor Duke Bennett talking with our partners at WTWO in Terre Haute, uh, expressing um, uh, frustration at the decision uh, to not host this weekend's uh, regional tournament. Joining me now with more, pleased to be joined by Vigo County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Executive Director of Tourism, David Patterson, who joins me from his office in Terre Haute. David, thanks for joining us. Want to talk about the positive nature of these past couple of weeks in Terre Haute, but first... Terrell Holt was to have hosted this Super super Regional this weekend, uh, commitment to host uh, the Special Olympics, which, in fact, everyone, I think, would agree need to do that, have done it for many, many years. But Mayor Bennett and many others say you could have done both. What your reaction? Was this uh, an unforced error?
3: Absolutely. Uh, that, that's a great baseball analogy. It, it was a poor decision made solely by ISU, I firmly believe had they reached out to my office, the Convention Visitors Bureau, the mayor, the commissioners, the chamber, we could have certainly uh, put together an excellent tournament. Uh, I'm extremely disappointed with this decision. Uh, You know, this community comes together all the time. We run multiple events, uh, you know, all the time. We've, We've had 16 national championships in cross country. Uh, there are typically other festivals and events going on at the same time. It was as simple as they didn't ask, and I, I through my 29 years in this role, I've always found this community to step up when needed. To be
1: yeah. Well, let's talk about the impact. Uh, Missed opportunity for this weekend. Let's hope the Sycamores bring home a victory uh, uh, from down in Texas, uh, to be sure, in the Super Regional. Uh, But top of these last couple of weeks. uh, You had a big firefighters convention, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament two weeks ago. Last weekend, the NCAA Tournament stands were packed. Restaurants, uh, bars, uh, uh, very active. What was the vibe like in Terre Haute?
3: You know, actually, it was incredible, Gary. I i haven't felt that vibe that this is as close as we've come to 1979 basketball in my lifetime uh you know this would have been the the grandest event we would have hosted in sports and, and you know beyond a national championship in cross country but the fact that that our team was involved yeah. and a contender was huge
1: yeah
3: uh, you know in terms of dollars beyond losing the home field advantage we probably lost somewhere between a half million and three quarters of a million dollars of economic impact mm-hmm. those two previous weeks you had alluded to with the Missouri Valley Conference, the firefighters and then the nSA regional, you know that was probably just short of a couple million dollars that that meant to our community yeah and and so you know the key to this business is is doing something all the time, yeah, and no logical progression from one to the other, but all are important,
1: yeah, hey, David, I want to ask you, do you feel? I've talked to somebody and I get a sense that this is maybe Terre Haute's time. You know, I've had some challenging economic times, but there been a lot of investment downtown, some new hotels, a couple of on, uh, new hotels on the books, parking garage, obviously the convention center, there's a casino going up. Beginning to get these events, do you sense the, that this is the time for that kind of that tipping point?
3: I do. I, I really believe that the next few years and all all of the investment and and things that are happening here are going to dictate the next 50 years for this community. So I, I think we're at a very important time uh, for our community to to make the most of what we have available and and see where we go from there.
1: Well, David, you mentioned 1979. I was there as a student, so I remember that very well. That was, a, that was an exciting, exciting time to be sure. Uh, I felt a sense of pride as an ISU grad uh, watching on TV last weekend, and let's hope they do it uh, uh, this weekend and beyond. And good luck going forward, too. We'll follow your story. We want to report on uh, this new uh, business and economic development momentum going on in Terre Haute and the Wabash Valley. So we'll be in touch. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
1: All right. Well, Governor Eric Holcomb and Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers, they are this weekend attending the 24 Hours of Le Mans as part of the governor's 15th overseas trade mission. The trip to uh, France and Portugal focused on potential opportunities in the motorsports, energy, life sciences, and future transportation sectors. Governor's office says Indiana is home now to 57 businesses based in France and three based in Portugal. I'll talk with the governor about the trip and the state of the Indiana economy on next week's show. Coming up next, meet the woman behind this bed to make patients more comfortable in their hospital stay her journey from campus bus driver to healthcare innovator when we come back.
3: Gary, congratulations on 25 years of excellence in making us all look good. I can think of few who have done more to elevate Indiana's economy and successes to our
0: fellow Hoosiers across the state
3: than you. You have an incredible knack for pulling out what is good and helping frame the opportunities to those who watch, listen, or read not to mention the hundreds of events you emcee each year to raise funds, highlight important causes, and honor those who make a difference. Gary, you are truly Indiana's own
0: national treasure. Thank you. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a main street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at pnc.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group, Bank. all rights reserved.
1: Well, Indiana's largest credit union is changing its name. South Bend-based Teachers Credit Union becoming Everwise Credit Union in a move aimed at broadening its customer base. TCU was founded more than 90 years ago, and CEO Jason Osterhage tells me the name change is part of a long-term growth strategy. We think uh, we need a brand that better tells the story um, that even though we were founded by educators and we're still for educators today, um, it's both and. You know, really anyone can join uh, Teachers Credit Union and so we think that um, we need a brand name that reflects that and also communicates uh, the confidence that consumers can have with us, in us as a banking partner. TCU's footprint includes more than 50 branch locations throughout Indiana and southwest Michigan, serving more than 300,000 customers. The music venue at White River State Park in Indianapolis will also rebrand to Everwise after this concert season has concluded. Well, An IU bus driver turned entrepreneur has inked a deal to manufacture her medical device that University of Southern Indiana students recently brought to life. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta is here now with more. Kylie.
2: Well, Gary, it really is a great story. It was a major case of burnout and an injury that kept IU alum Morgan Lee Miller from returning to her job as a hospital patient care tech in Bloomington and take on the less stressful role of campus bus driver. But she couldn't let go of her idea. After injuring her back while turning a bedridden patient, she wanted to create a device that would automate the demanding task – Nurses and techs are required to turn bedridden patients every two hours to prevent bed sores. Her device resembles a cushion that fits on top of a standard hospital bed. With the push of a button, air chambers inflate on one side to tilt the patient to either side 30 degrees, the turning standard for hospitals. And a pressure alternating system helps keep blood moving. But with no business experience and only a hand-drawn sketch of her idea, Morgan turned to University of Southern Indiana's Center for Applied Research, which she says was a game changer. A team of student engineers built four prototypes. With the finished prototype, I took it to what's called MedTrade. It's the biggest medical conference of the year, and I have a whole list of buyers now, and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had my prototype. I was able to show them exactly what it did, how it worked, and I don't think that I wouldn't have even been able to go to MedTrade if I didn't have my prototype. Miller now has her patent and an agreement with Mercex near Muncie to manufacture the first run of her devices in the next three to six months. In some big news this week for a new Albany based startup, RX Lightning has closed on a $17.5 million Series A round of funding and has plans to triple employment over the next two years. The company has developed a software platform to streamline the specialty medication enrollment process for patients, giving them much quicker access to more than 1,200 specialty medications for treatment of cancers and rare diseases. We've featured RX Lightning and co-founder Julia Regan for winning multiple awards at TechPoint's annual Mira Awards the past two years.
1: Incredible story there uh, with Julia Regan <laughs> in South uh, Southeast Indiana. And the hospital bed entrepreneur, yes. amazing story because she has continued to overcome obstacles. Yes,
2: she had a lot of self-doubt going in. She thought, I'm just gonna be a bus driver. She liked being a bus driver, yeah. but she was denied a patent three times. Wow. And she said, if someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, it's a
1: great story. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kylie. Yep. Well, a Southwest Indiana landmark with a high profile Hoosier racing connection on the verge of extinction. The latest on efforts to save the Holman building in Evansville. Well, as we pick back up our Endangered Indiana series this week, it's one of Evansville's tallest buildings with a tie to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Around Indiana, reporter Mary Rachel Redman inside the IMS Museum with more. Mary Rachel.
0: While Gary, say the name Holman in Indiana, racing in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway more than likely come to mind. But there's also an iconic building in downtown Evansville named after the family, and it's facing, well, an uncertain future.
4: The Holman building is one of the most visible historic structures that we have in the city. A
0: rare architectural gem that's graced the city's downtown skyline for nearly a century.
4: There's only a handful of Art Deco that still stands in Evansville, and I think it's a beautiful representation of the Art Deco movement in architecture in the 1920s.
0: Built in 1929, the 10-story Art Deco-style commercial building began as a bank, but unfortunately, the Great Depression had other plans.
4: It was a central union bank. Uh, It housed a financial institution and other offices. The Central Union Bank went bankrupt in 1932 during the banking crisis. Enter
0: Tony Holman, then a young man tasked with growing his family's business, Clabber Girl Baking Powder.
1: He uh, had been... uh, tasked to make Clabber Girl baking powder a national brand by his father, and that meant going south, going south into the mid-South, uh, especially putting up signs about Clabber Girl. So Evansville became one of the hubs outside of Terre Haute, and that's why uh, the Holman Building came came into existence.
0: Oh, and by the way, Evansville just happened to be the hometown of his wife, Mary Fendrick. Her family, like his, had a business empire of their own—Fendrick Cigars, at one time the biggest cigar producer in the country. So when these two got together, well, let's just say it was a match made in Hoosier heaven.
4: They called it the wedding of the century, and the uh, pictures of them coming out of the out of the uh, church. Uh, made newspapers all over the country that the Holman and the Fendrick families were united.
0: But the building that proudly dons the Holman name on the outside is starting to fall apart on the inside after sitting empty for a number of years. But Coors remains optimistic about the building's future.
4: I think the fact that the building is still in relatively good shape um, and it has retained its, its classic look both inside and out I think make it ideal for a development. It's not easy to renovate and and reinvigorate a building that is going almost 100 years old, but this one is really special because there are so few like it.
0: While the current status of the Holman building is still in limbo, there is some interest in potentially turning it into a boutique hotel. Those discussions still ongoing, but there's still hope. Gary.
3: Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors. Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you
1: can count on. Well, United Kingdom based LightSource, PB, is funding a $250 million solar project in St. Joseph County. That project will be constructed east of the town of New Carlisle. It will be a 188 megawatt operation known as Honeysuckle Solar. LightSource says the commercial solar farm will be able to power about 27,000 homes. The music scene in Gas City soon to pick up an indoor vibe. The Grant County City moving forward with plans to build an 1,800-seat music venue, which will feature everything from rock to blues to country and some comedy acts. The Indy Autonomous Challenge making a move aimed at getting more college students involved in creating race cars with no drivers. The IAC now working with the AutoWare Foundation to relaunch its Autonomous Challenge sim races. The partnership will create more opportunities for universities to develop artificial intelligence algorithms and driverless car race teams. Well, what do uh, the Bluebeard Restaurant and this viewing perch on I-65 in downtown Indy have in common? The answer, an intriguing story with a Hoosier twist. And who will be named to IBJ Media's list of the 250 most influential business leaders in Indiana? Find out on July 20th and when you can uh, subscribe by July 14th. You'll receive a a copy of the Indiana 250 magazine. More at ibj.com slash subscribe. Buffett, burgers, Batista, as in Indianapolis born and bred Tom Batista, the guy in charge of making sure Buffett and the boys pulled off the show without skipping a beat. It is a long way from walking the halls of Brebuff High School to traveling the globe as a concert stage manager for some of music's heavy hitters, including 30 years with Buffett. Tom Batista not only has an ear for music, he's got an appetite for food and fun. His hometown, it's his stage. We caught up with restaurant owner, park developer, and Indiana visionary Tom Batista on a recent Business and Beyond podcast.
5: We sit
1: away
5: and he just brings fun all over the country. Everybody, they all know the lyrics to the songs. They sing along. Stop. 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 Fun? Oh, phew, unbelievable! Hell, we played the White House a couple times. Um, hit out in the basement of the White House as a surprise 50th birthday for Clinton before Buffett.
1: Tom Batista's dance card was pretty full. There was Funkadelic,
5: <laughs>
1: then Bowie,
5: All night. and Springsteen. Was young
1: and Springsteen.
5: Was like us, and we
1: Batista on hand to witness the boss starting out in the early 70s at the bottom line in New York
5: City. And this is a 500-seat club and it was just like Really kind of wow! special for this hillbilly kid, you know, 24 years old from yeah. Indianapolis.
1: Life on the road, it served as a bridge to Batista's other passion, good high quality food, dipping his toe first in the bakery business
5: in Indianapolis. So I've gotten to know a lot of cities, which is another reason why I like bread <laughs> and why I did Amelia's because when I would get back home There was no bakery that actually made good Italian-style real bread.
1: Amelia's, just the beginning of Batista's itch to rehab old Indianapolis buildings into some of the hottest dining destinations in the city. There was our Bistro and Black Market on Mass Ave. And now the award-winning Bluebeard next to Amelia's in Fountain Square. Traffic is as fascinating to Tom Batista as serving up scallops and
5: octopus at Bluebeard. One day I climbed over the guardrail and went back there and I said, God, this is a great place for a viewing stand. And it brought to mind um, a viewing stand. uh, I was with Mariah Carey and we were playing Taipei. That
1: viewing stand in Indy,
5: it's called the Idol and it sits right in the middle of I-65
1: downtown. Took six years for Tom to work through tons of red tape And a personal story about his family and the highway that divided their neighborhoods
5: to get the government to sign off look at if you put the interstate through 20 years earlier my mother's a murphy holy i mean uh, st pat's is in fountain square my dad's italian holy rosary's over here They might not have never, they probably would have never met and I wouldn't even be here.
1: Not the end of what Tom Batista wants to bring to Indianapolis.
5: I want to get an old R32 subway car from New York City. And put it over the mighty Pogues run.
1: The Jesuits at Brabuff instilled in him, it's for others. From life on the road, to giving Indianapolis oldies but goodies new life, to providing a space to watch the wheels go round and round, Tom Batista knows where his bread's been buttered. It's right here at home in Indianapolis. Great conversation with an interesting guy. And you can check out our next podcast guest, former D- uh, TV personality, Greenwood native Carlos Diaz. That begins Monday. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's show. We leave you this week with some aerial images of the Idol and downtown Indy, shot by our chief photographer, seen here waving. Clint Ehrbacher. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.